Hello and welcome to your latest Fools Rush In STFC fan chat episode. Um, we are at half time in the playoff semi final and we are currently 2 1 up um, after the first leg. And so many of our panelists wanted to have our or have their say um, that we've had to split them up as well. So for the first half of our uh, second leg preview, if you will, uh, let's say hello to the panel. We've got the ever reliable, ever present, big time Ben. How are you, buddy? Easy, Steve. I'm very well, thanks very much. Oh, you, you are too. I am, thank you. I clearly, didn't scare him off after his debut. John's <laughs> back with us as well. How are you, pal? Yeah, really good, mate. Top man. Good. And uh, it's not Rich. It's not Kieran. It's someone even younger to bring the average age of the panel down. Thank you very much, Jack, for making us cool and relevant. How are you, buddy? I'm good, thanks. Good. Um, let's get straight into it then, and let's look at the uh, at the first leg from yesterday. Two one win, um, a decent result, I would say. Could have been better, could have been worse as well. Um, let's go round first and just get sort of initial reactions to to what we saw. Ben, I'll ask you first. Um, what did you make of the game? Um, well, the the result was satisfactory. Very good. You know. Um, I, I would have taken a draw. Actually, rather, obviously, we'd rather win. But at worst, if someone said you draw, I'd gone. That's fair enough. So managed to go over there, uh, Bell Park, with uh, with a, a goals lead is good. It could and possibly should have been more. I think the performance was a bit bitty. wasn't as fluid as normal. But we won, two one. Can't argue. No, absolutely. And uh, and Jack, how about you? Uh, what did you make of the first leg? Uh, I thought we were the better team, definitely. But same again, we weren't to our best at all. I think some of the passes were a bit, a bit nervous at times. But yeah, going one up, uh, two one up into a second leg is always big, especially with our away form, really. No, absolutely. And uh, and how about yourself, John? Was it a, a satisfactory day at the office, or were you hoping for a little bit more? Yeah, I thought I may have got my prediction right for a few minutes. I thought we could have uh, won three 0 and prediction from the overnight, but yeah, like uh, Ben said, you t- you got to take a two- any lead to Vail Park on Thursday night. It's massive, really, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Let's look at some of the uh, specifics from the game then. Um, and Ben, I'll, I'll ask you first. Um, one thing, particularly in the first half, that was very noticeable, um, a-, a lot of people after the game on social media and stuff, talk about the different styles of play. You know, we we know how Swindon wants to play. Vale were very, um, I think the word that, that's been used a lot is agricultural. And uh, it's fair to say in the first half, Johnny Williams suffered a fair few agricultural challenges, didn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, they've certainly came in with the game plan. And uh, pretty much like they did the first game, actually, when they came down here, they their idea was just to stop us playing and see if they can nab one. Um, it's it, it's more of a compliment, really, how they are more concerned about our players than they are about their game. You know, yeah. um, I think they missed a trick because we went at our best, and um, I think they're more susceptible to losing in this uh, on their own patch in the big wide pitch. But um, yeah, um, they didn't really come to win or have a go. They came to disrupt and nick, and luckily. Good team one. Team wants to play one. 
And it could have been so much more, couldn't it, Jack? Um, you know, we, there was a couple of chances, a couple of decent chances that, that were missed. Uh, the chip that went just over the bar. Um, and then I think it were, there was a, a turn on the halfway line and the slip wasn't there where, where we were running. I think it was three on two um, in the second half. So there were definitely chances there for it to be better for us. Yeah, you said about the slip on the halfway line, uh, Louis Barry and the Davidson chip. I think if we got the Davidson chip, it would have killed the tie a lot more. And I think they'd have kind of not pushed for that goal that they did as much. And going 3-0 would pretty much make us, pretty much, or Wembley, really. I can't see us getting around, like, losing Yeah, I agree with you, Jack. But, like, it's just take the chances, really, isn't it? It's got to play off. Well, we've uh, we've all seen in the past, haven't we, John? That you know, when when luck's with you, and and Port Vale got that one bit of luck. They got their goal when when we could have been, as we say, three or four up at the time. Um, I know that, that there were a few messages going by. A lot of people there, at sort of the instant reaction was he must have been offside. Unfortunately, no, it was very clear he wasn't offside. Um, but but they they did get their luck, and it keeps the tie very open, doesn't it? Yeah, I think with Stroker uh, is James Wilson. Is it James Wilson? Yeah. 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 Like that. He's had two chances. The first one he's put away, the second one saved by Ward. And you think well, he's he's obviously a half decent player in it. So I think we've done okay. Yeah, we've done okay to come out of it. Because if we if Ward don't make that save at the end, we don't want to be going Vale Park at two each. <laughs> so definitely well, take that. They've well, had no, two big I, chances I, and they scored one of them. Absolutely. And and on that point, let's have a look at some of the the sort of units, John. So so you mentioned the save there. I thought um, when called upon Ward um, again, played quite well in and Mm -hmm. it's very apparent as to why he's the man between the sticks. I mean, there's still the the, the sort of rhetoric, if you like, is that Jojo isn't fully fit and he's still working on bits and training. But even even if he was fully fit, I don't think he would be between the sticks anyway. Yeah, I agree. Jojo, obviously, whatever Jojo's done this season, he's been fantastic at start start the season, the first 30 games or so. Um, he's obviously gone off to Ghana. He's come back. Has he got a bit of a chip on his shoulder now? We don't know. Has he, has he found a new club? We don't know. But Ward, Baldry, Conroy, working well together. So why change it? Plus we're winning. So No, absolutely. And then, Ben, when you look at the defence just in front of him, we, we mentioned... Um, in our last episode, we, um, I think you were the one who was speaking specifically about the, the fullbacks and how it worked. Um, and we said that Baudry and, and Conroy, have, that their form has certainly improved in recent weeks as well. Um, and, and that's not just the last sort of three or four games, that's going back even longer. Um, when, when Vale did try to implement their game plan, we, we never really looked rocked as such. They, they had sort of 10-minute periods a couple of times throughout the game, didn't they? But but we always looked fairly comfortable. Yeah, well, attacking-wise, their game plan seemed to be just get their wide men to hump it in the box and get... Proverbial know, continental long ball. Yeah, the continental long ball into the box. Um, try and get over to the, you know, to someone to hold it up or for a flick on or for a ricochet or something to happen. Uh, much like, like the goal they scored. Um, they've got good midfielders like Garrity or Gerty, I think his name is. He's, he's quite useful at picking up, you know, the uh, uh, the second yeah. ball and 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 rattling in a rattling in a shot. Um, that was really their sort of game plan. You know, they didn't actually try to play through us or play round us. 
Uh, it's just corners, set plays. They've got big men and just try and cause havoc in the box. And Conroy and Bowdry uh, are perfect for that because they're all wisely players. They know each other's game really, really well. Um, there's hundreds of games of experiences between them and um, they complement them. And as I say, Bowdry's going through this Indian summer, unbelievable form. <laughs> And, you know, they're as good partnership as I've ever seen them. And that including back in the championship days when we won the league. So kudos. And uh, let's hope they, they'll do the same again on Thursday. Well, while we're on the subject of, um, of defenders, I'll, I'll ask all three of you. We, we've received a question in um, for this episode. And, I, and I'm interested in your, in your views on it. Um, and, and again, all three of you can, can answer. But it says, taking... Egbo off creates pressure on us every game. We went flat at Walsall and then flat again yesterday where, um, with AK negative thinking. Now, I'm coined two minds about this personally because I think Egbo is clearly the, the better attacking outlet. Um, yeah. and, and that's probably why he starts, because he suits our style of play better. However, in the situation we found ourselves in, um, I think AK is obviously better defensively. And when, as, as you described so well, Ben, when Port Vale's approach is to be lumping it forward um, and trying to just be physical, having the more natural defensive-minded player when you're 2-0 up does make sense to me. So although I, I agree it adds a certain element of pressure because we haven't got the attacking outlet, it also offers a bit more defensive stability, in my opinion, um, plus, I've, has he even managed to, to complete 90 minutes yet? It's Warsaw, isn't it? And that's it, is it not? No, I think, no. I think he's not done it's 90 minutes yet. Well. Yeah. So, so Ben, I'll, I'll let you go in first. What, what do you, what's your thoughts on that question? Does, does it add unnecessary pressure? In, and is it negative thinking? Or is it good game management, which is something at, we spoke at the about? Time, at the time, I thought it was pretty good because we're 2-0 up. I'm trying to see out the game. And um, I don't think we need to outstretch or look for a third because we're quite comfortable at the moment. I think Egbo was just starting to flag a little bit. And uh, Odomeo adds that little bit of quality, a bit more knowledge at the back and is probably slightly better in the air and defensively minded. Um, so I personally, in my point of view, whether it's right or wrong, um, I thought it was quite a sound move. And it wasn't Egbo's fault that they scored. Um so it wasn't. I wouldn't necessarily it was say it was anyone's fault. It's no, just I wouldn't say things. if it was any. It was just one of them ricochets, and it took a deflection and just fell to that striker, and he just poked it in from four yards. But so it's yeah, I, I don't think anything wrong with the, with the substitutes that were made on the other day. And I think if we were needing a goal, or looking for a stretch lead, or need something, I think it both stays on. But what's your thoughts, Jack? Uh, well, I. Like, I think Odomeo, he's more of a kind of, like, I personally sub him on for more of an Ian Dolo than an Egbo, because I think Egbo's a bit more, like, masculine, and he he's, like, gets his body in the way a lot, at the same time as being pacey. And I don't think his defensive awareness is even that bad. I think he can get a foot in quite well. It's just, if you need that kind of, you know, proper defensive format, I think Odomeo is probably better. Yeah. I, I do like him. John? Yeah, um, I agree with all the above, but I'm sure he looked a bit stranded for that goal. I'm not sure. When the ball comes in, he's sort of like, I think in, in, 
how, how long after? Was it two, three, four minutes after he scored? Um, but again, it's not really his fault, but maybe we was all out of position a bit. Boundary was a bit deep, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't really... Because again, it was like a squabble in a box and it's fallen to Wilson and he's tapped it in, like you said, Ben from four yards. So It was just after really Conroy good. had um, treatment on his head, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think everyone might have been a little bit that... flat. Yeah, Preston, anyone that noticed? Sean McCurdy, like, again, I haven't really seen any highlights properly. I haven't re-watched the game or nothing. But I'm sure McCurdy got wiped out on the halfway line as well. There were a couple of uh, there were a couple of situations like that. Um, yeah, where, where Swindon players were getting wiped out. I'm sure he got proper wiped out, and that's like a proper that's a proper foul. I thought, in my opinion, because a lot of the times, obviously, when Johnny goes down, you think, ah, is it a foul? Is it not a foul? But this one on McCurdy on the halfway line just before they scored, I thought it was a definite foul. But I might be wrong. I might have got the wrong wrong part of the game. But I'm sure he got wiped out just before the goal. In saying that, like the ref, ref was poor. Um, as in, poor that, for both sides, though, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, for both sides. But he didn't stamp any authority on the game when it came to that. I mean, we, not just us, we as a fan base, and I, I mean the Fools Rushing panel, I mean the Swindon Town fans in general, I mean League Two fans in general, I have not found one fan praise a single referee in any game this season. Yeah, yeah. I think the standard of, we've all gone on record, I think, and said in League Two, the refereeing standard has been as bad as we've ever seen it this year. Yeah. Uh, but but yes, I agree. He he wasn't. He he stamped no authority. And and I, you know, trying to remain as neutral as as we can, while obviously not being neutral. As I say, there, there were decisions that Port Vale didn't get that that they probably should have done. But there were plenty of decisions Swindon didn't get that we absolutely should have no. done. I'm sure there's a problem with the League Two referees because I think everyone's been promoted up the leagues because of VAR, because they got to be at Stockley Park. And the shortage of refs now is ridiculous. And I'm sure League Two, oh, I might be completely wrong, but I'm sure they're part-time referees now. And <laughs> they are. No, they are part-time and referees. Then we need professional they, referees. Were they we need professional referees. three seasons ago? I think they were, wasn't they? I, I, I know they're not pro now. I don't they're know not pro they're now because they've all had to go up because of Stockley Park and the VAR and Premier League games now probably need... I don't know, five at Stockley Park and hmm. four at the match. That's nine refs gone straight away. Because for me, refs need to go for fitness checks. They'll need yeah. to go for constant, you know, constant course refreshers on their refereeing mm-hmm. decisions. They need analysts watching each game. They need to analyse their own games and write yeah. like where they could improve, which mm-hmm. means they need to be full-time. It's a full-time and, job. Yeah, we have a point on this. I haven't seen any linesmen in any games this season help the referee. No, so not it's not all the referees' fault, in my opinion, but they have well, they before, haven't been up to standards. Before we turn this into a full-on <laughs> yeah. referee sabotage session, let, let's move further forward. And Jack, I'm I'm interested in your thoughts. Um, a lot of people, both um, Swindon fans, Vale fans, and and neutrals, um, commented afterwards again on social media that that generally they thought the game was to a lesser than expected standard and to a much lower than expected tempo. Um, To an an extent, I understand the point of view. Um, When you look at how the midfield play, particularly likes of Payne, Williams, 
uh, Reed, do you think we were able to to really stamp our own authority on the game enough in terms of quick passing, movement, dynamic? I can't even say it. Being dynamic, that kind of thing. Well, I think we've probably got the best midfield three in the league by far. I think the Reed, Payne, and Williams, and I think we probably should have done better when it comes to the quick passing and then like kind of putting it on the wings. There were a few balls that went out that shouldn't have gone out. But, I mean, we didn't play the best, but surely we didn't play exactly bad. I thought, no, obviously, not at all. the no. tempo was obviously down, but I thought once we got into the attacking third, we were all right. We're getting it in the box. A lot of the time it did go over the heads, but I think we created enough chances to win the game. Oh, absolutely. Completely agree with you. Um, and, and I also agree from, from my own perspective. I thought in both halves, we, I felt we kind of started fairly slow, um, first sort of 10 minutes of each half. But once we kind of weathered that early storm, um, we, we did start to put our own imprint on it. And, and you could see the 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 thought of um, trend of style of play, etc. You could see who was going, how it was going, where it was going to go. Um, and, and I felt we did deserve the win overall, um, definitely deserve the win. But yes, I think we can all agree we've seen Swindon play slicker, um, more creative, more entertaining football. But that, perhaps that just wasn't the game for it. We, we did what we had to do, as, as I think you said earlier, Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, I think we... Um, we... I think the football was all right. I think I think we, you know, it, it it's a it's a tough tie. It's a playoff, so it's everything's going to be a little bit tense. I think the second game is going to be a lot more open, a lot more open, which suits us on their big fat wide pitch as well. Um, but you keep getting know, told by yourself and Rich. Yeah, I, do you know what? I keep saying that point, and I'll keep emphasising it, and I'll probably die by it as well. But I honestly, there, I don't think there's another pitch in the league that I'd rather play. Than Vale Park in this second leg. I could just we might see. get beaten, but if we do, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be our own fault because this this I'm, might sound this might sound a bit morbid, but I could just see your headstone now. Then here lies Ben Nichols, uh, <laughs> Crawley a tin pot, and Port Vale have the perfect pitch for STFC. They do. Do you know what? That they if if I could have any other pitch, it'd be that one. Oh, it's amazing. Nice, wide. Our widemen, our technicians can work brilliantly there. And um, if the game's open, that goes to our advantage, which is why I thought a draw wouldn't be the worst result yesterday, because this game was always going to be um, a tough battle. And it's the next game, I think, it gets a bit prettier. Um, but the game was watchable. It was all right. Oh, it's it, definitely watchable. It, it, it's yeah. It's just I, I thought that Jack Payne had a reasonably quiet game. I thought um, that he keeper out pretty well, didn't he? First half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it, and he had mm-hmm. a good, good opportunity that first half, didn't he? As well, yeah. but Reed himself didn't really was Reed esque. He didn't really shine like he usually does. Yeah. His, his, I think his, they struggled across three across the middle. It's hard. Yeah. Is it, yeah, play. He usually dictates the tempo of the game. And if he's slightly off, we're slightly mm-hmm. off. And I think that was part of it. Um, but the performance wasn't terrible. We've been a lot worse, you know, oh. a lot yeah. worse this season. So maybe we're judging the, the setting the field too high. I think but, our confidence took us over the line in the, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, we, we Early in the confident. season, we don't win that game. No, I think you're right. I think it's two each. 
Well, let's um, let's talk about the the final unit then, John, and and the front three. Obviously, McCurdy took all the all the plaudits for two goals. Um, yep. Barry, he, he was mm. he was all right. He, he perhaps yeah. a little bit quieter than he would have liked to be. Uh, Davidson, I thought was was when when involved was very good um, mm-hmm. as he usually is. Uh, what did you make of the attacking trio? Yeah, I thought we were quite narrow in the midfield first half. So we was trying to get balls out of Barry and did it really mm. work? No, he didn't really come short for anything. So there's a couple of times where we got caught on the ball. Um, obviously, we was playing across their free in midfield. was quite hard to break down as well. And they were just flying in as soon as Johnny got the ball. was trying to hit, hit him as hard as they could at some points. But um, yeah, I thought Josh worked very hard. Obviously, does all the donkey work. And then obviously... McCur- He's a workhorse, McC- that boy, isn't he? Yeah, McCurdy just so... His run to the front post, brilliant. Front and did anyone see post. his? Um, I, I know I shared it on our socials. Did you see his post match when when asked? Yeah. Um, how how is he getting? How is Garner getting the best out of you? Because you yeah, weren't hitting these numbers the at Vale, and he said he puts me on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, as I see somebody <laughs> put uh, a Kirby enthusiasm ending it on one of them. It sounded brilliant. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Jack, let me ask you next. Um, one of the other subjects that we've been talking about a lot on this podcast throughout the season um, and something that surprised me a little bit, received criticism after yesterday, was the suggestion that, that the atmosphere was a bit down, was a bit quiet. And I wasn't sure what to make of that. I mean, obviously, from, from my position, um, obviously watching it from home, it, it wasn't like a, a game at Anfield, obviously, but the, the fans were audible enough that you knew exactly what was going on and, and you could hear them singing throughout. If Newcastle yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Sorry, Jack. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think, obviously, with it being the playoff, it's going to be tense. It's not going to be, like, fans always going to be singing, especially at 1-0 and stuff. But I don't think the atmosphere was awful. I think it was all right. Obviously, 14,000 is like a nice amount for a League Two match. But you you don't. Put it this way uh, I I believe, and and I could be wrong, but I believe that Port Vale are getting nowhere near that at the moment, (laughs) according to their recent post. 8,000 they've sold so far. (laughs) They sold eight. That's 10 and a half then. So it'd be about 11 then on the day. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, Jack, carry on. Yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, I just think that you can't expect the atmosphere to always be buzzing in tense circumstances. No, I think you're right. It, yeah. it, it was a nervy occasion, in fairness. Um, and, but I fully expect, um, John, the, the fans to be in full voice in the away end on Thursday, in a way in that, that uh, you're going to be part of. Yeah, yeah. I, I, good atmosphere. Um I believe, I haven't really looked too much into it, they've moved us, didn't they, into a different stand, so are we in a corner or something now? I don't know. You're in the, behind the goal, but the other side now, I think. So it's half and half, is it? No, I, th- I think they've just moved, because you've got the bigger way end, haven't you? Yeah, which they're yeah, in now. You've got loads you can fit in, but they've yeah. the home fans in there, and they've moved the swimming fans into the smaller one. Yeah. So me and my, me and my daughter were travelling up. Um, so yeah, hoping to get there for a decent time, see a few just town fans before the game and stuff. Um, yeah, probably getting the ground a bit earlier than normal for a away game for me. I'm trying to like, soak it up a bit, I suppose, see the players warm up and out, give them a cheer and stuff. 
I reckon their uh, Nicker idea of playing um, Sweet Caroline before the game, because I've seen a few of the Port Vale posts that they quite enjoyed it and some that didn't. But yeah, <laughs> I reckon they might be playing that playing that before just before kickoff as well. So, yeah. And uh, we obviously, we're, we're recording this, what, 48, just over 48 hours before before kickoff. Um, how are we all feeling, Ben? I'll, I'll ask you first. Confident at this moment in time. Um, I think the first 20 minutes are going to be a bit white knuckle ridey. I think they're going to try and come out the block straight away as, and try and nick one early. But I think we weather that storm then we start getting to our own and we start creating our own chances. Uh, I'm pos- I'm confident because I think we'll score and I think we'll get two um, with the chances we create, and that, which means they have to get three. They might get three. We can see goals. They might not. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm confident as it, as it stands. But as we get nearer the time, I feel lesser. How about you, Jack? Uh, obviously, I touched on it earlier. The away form that we've got, Going in two one up on the advantage, uh, advantage. I think that I'm confident that we are probably going to get through, but it just depends how Port Vale set out and how we set up. Do we play to our usual, which I think we'll do, or do we just try and keep the win? I I don't think we're we're capable of doing that. I think we only know the the one way to play, really, personally. Ooh. Um, how about you, John? How are you feeling at this point? Yeah, well, like Ben said, he thinks, thinks that um, we're going to score, and I do as well. Um, ten, something like ten goals is it? It's last three away games, so there's definitely we're definitely scoring. I'm not confident we're scoring. Probably go with the same sort of as Ben, really two 0 three one to us. Because maybe they nick one again, like the Wilson did the other night, similarish kind of goal. It's a three one. I'm going to go. Okay, um, couple of uh, other little notes for from the game yesterday. Um, obviously, there was a lot of talk um, at uh, Warsaw that that Kessler Hayden and, and Simpson were there, and Tom Broadbent turned up <laughs> for, for the first yeah, leg yeah. yesterday. Yeah, and they started singing his song to him. He did well. start singing his own song. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but it's always nice to welcome back a, a fan favourite, isn't it, Ben? Absolutely, absolutely. And Cy Ferry was there as well, which was, was? quite nice. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, he made he good. made the journey down, so that was lovely. Um, but Sam Parkin was obviously it, there it, for it says, Sky. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it says a lot about the club itself that these former players and even players that have even just been on loan to us. Mm-hmm. Want to come down and share this moment? You know, there's also well wishes that tweeted in, um, like Caris. You know, well, well good luck. Uh, Charlie Austin posted before the game him in a Swindon shirt, wishing us luck. Um, because he was what he's on holiday somewhere abroad, isn't he? Watching, him? yeah, yeah. Well, he'd probably be here if he was like you know if he was in the country. But um, yeah, no, it's um, it's good. It, it's a good. It's it, there's a good feeling. It's a family involvement with the club, and it's great that the players want to get involved. Players want to get in the stands and have a sing song with the fans. Fans love that as well. And the fans really do. Uh, and um, yeah, it, 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 make, it gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling. It's nice. Not uh, not all great news, though, John, is there? Um, there was a, a tweet earlier about um, from uh, Marcus Cassidy, not overly impressed by one or two things. 
No. Um, problem with the nets that have died a bit of a red colour from the streamers and uh, something that's sort of unbelievable that someone nicked the corner flag. <laughs> Which um, I'm not sure how you get that out the ground without sticking it, unless you've got long legs and sticking it down your jeans. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you, you've got to have particularly long legs to be able to, to get that in your jeans, that's for sure. Um, so we, we mentioned earlier, Jack, about the fans and uh, watching back some of the, the highlights, there was one or two uh, bits of creative chanting, uh, particularly at the Port Vale fans and, and sit down in your empty seats was one that, that particularly entertained me. Um, are you expecting more of the same for, from the, the travelling Swindon fans to just be at full voice on Thursday? Uh, yeah, I think we'll get behind the team. We normally do, away from home. We normally take quite a lot. Um, but at the same time, I think it'll still be nervous, especially for oh. the first 20 minutes. I don't think that'll be too much. But I think if we get behind the team, we get behind the players, the key ones will play. For their best potential. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can I completely completely agree with you there. Ben, are you expecting much in the way of, of changes or, or are we pretty much going to line up the same? Played the same the last five games, haven't we? It's been the same lineup. I think we do it again. We've mad to change it up. I think we keep it going as long as we can. We had a seven game winning streak to go get promotion. Five down, two to go, keep it going as it is. Yeah. Yeah, I completely, completely agree. Um, was there anything else from any of you specifically on the first leg that, that you wanted to discuss, style of play, in certain players deserving credit that I've not perhaps given enough time to? Not really, actually. Okay. No, I think I, I, I think it's just, I would say, great support. Great, the great to hear the noise again. Yeah, I didn't didn't too many quiet patches. I thought I thought it was one of the well, I thought it was better than the Forest Green game, personally. The noise, the noise from the goals that the old Harry McCurdy's, the song sings, the chanting of players' names, which we don't get much of at home, which is really good. Um, I think we added, we've been saying that for weeks, haven't we? Yeah, and and there was, you know, I heard Johnny Williams' song. I heard, you know, obviously the Harry McCurdy song. There's a few others as well. We sang the Eggbo song and it, it's good. It's good because that does the players good as well. So I think kudos to the fans as well. Turned up their numbers. They outsung, they outsung the Vale fans. And um, yeah, it was good. Even when, they, you know, when it was 2-1 and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're just trying to see yeah. out a little bit. I think we kept them going and kept them going through. So uh, I think a special mention to the Swindon faithful who were superb. Yeah, just going on that. I sit in the arcades, and I thought that was the loudest it's been this season, definitely. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. Obviously, it's a playoff game, but yeah, definitely very loud. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, listen, gentlemen. That well, obviously we've just the one game to to discuss, and another show to record tomorrow with our brand with a well with a fresh panel i can only thank you very much for your time this evening um and your your thoughts and your opinions are as always very much appreciated uh, and jack uh, thank you very much for, for joining us tonight mm-hmm. hope to uh, hope to have you with us again very soon and on, certainly see you at wembley fingers crossed
Um, but from myself, Ben, John, and Jack, until next time, good night. You rich. Good.